Good morning, everyone. Uh, as you can tell, a frog has leaped into my throat, and I have a frog in my throat. Um, luckily, uh, my dad, as our lay minister, is here this morning to assist me with uh, some of the liturgy. Um, and so if, uh, if things go really south, I may have to give you my sermon as well. Um, why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize... Please go say hi and welcome them today. <clears throat> Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Parker Shane, your announcer for the baptism of our Lord. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Courtney Slutton, and the acolytes are Sadie Bennett, and McKenna Schmidt. Today's order of service is at www.trinityfreistat.com. For today, our radio broadcast is sponsored by Stones Prairie, St. John's Lutheran Church in Purdy, Missouri, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. So as you are taking your seats, uh, let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, for today we are thankful. For today we are thankful for your grace and your mercy and your peace which you give to us. Lord, we thank you for the name that is above every name. The name, the name, Lord, at which every knee will soon bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. The name of Jesus that we are gathered here today. Lord, we ask that as we worship you, uh, Lord, give us a zeal for your house of worship. Uh, and Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. <clears throat> And so we begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the fellowship of this altar, let us first consider un our unworthiness and confess before God and one another 
that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. die for you and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn today is God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It on page 594 verses 1 through 3 of the Lutheran Service Book. Behold, my servant whom I uphold. My chosen, whom my soul I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Speak of me, and I will make the nations your heritage. And the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. And dash them in pieces like the potter's dust. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. 
to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Behold my servant, whom I uphold. Lord be with you. And also Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved Son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament lesson is taken from Isaiah chapter 43, beginning at the first verse. But now thus says the Lord, he who carried you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba as in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, Give up, 
and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. We continue with the gradual. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. the children come up for the uh, children's message and bring your mighty mites with you. Our children's message today is by Bruce Sletton.
Hey, good morning. This is a really special day for me. You know why? Because this is the first time I have an opportunity to do the children's message uh, for you. And this is the first time I've had a chance to do this since I left Texas. So I'm pretty excited. Woke up that way, actually. So um, I want to share with you a little bit about one of my hobbies I have. Anybody know what that is? What is that? That's a big gob of ooey, gooey clay. Now, I was going to bring one for everybody, but my wife said, don't do that. So my hobby is pottery. I have a pottery shop uh, where I live. And uh, you can do some fun things with pottery. And uh, you take this ball of clay, and the first thing you have to do you see this picture? What's going on here? Do you see right here? There's a wheel, and it's spinning real fast. And the clay, you slap it on the wheel, and you get it going real fast. And you put your hands around it. Do you see the condition of this person's hands? What, what's going on with her hands? Really messy. And that's fun because your parents won't get mad at you when you do this and get really messy. So hopefully sometime you can come out to my pottery shop, and I'll get messy with you. Then, you take the clay, and here's a piece I threw just this week, and that clay turns out to be, it can turn out to be something like this. That's just dry mud, so it's very breakable, and do you see what I have in the bottom? A hole. What do you think this particular piece of pottery could be used for? A flower pot. Correctamundo. Then, after you get a bunch of these made, you put them in one of these. Do you see what this is here? That's called a kiln. It's like an oven. It gets super hot, 2,250 degrees. And when you put that piece of mud in there, that pot, and get it up to 2,250 degrees, something special happens. You end up with, potentially, Something like this. What do you suppose you could use this for? Exactly, holding candy or cookies. This has been known to hold cookies. You'll notice right now it's empty. But that's something you can make. Then, if you want, you could make a mug. What could you use this for? Coffee or hot chocolate. Yeah. Or one more. Here, down in here, you can make, and this one is another flower pot. It has a hole in the bottom, too. And then, to catch the water, I made a little plate. You see that? And so you put the flower pot on the plate, and presto, you have a pretty nice piece of pottery. Yeah. You have a question? Oh. So, one has to wonder, what in the world what all of this have to do with today's gospel message, which is about baptism, in particular the baptism of Jesus. Well, here's the thing. When Jesus went to be go, go and become baptized, he didn't really need to because he didn't have any sin. But, come on over here, Emma. You can sit right here. But what uh, he did was, he did that for our benefit, so that we could have an example. And so when you'll hear in pastor's message, in the gospel message, when that happened, 
while he was praying, the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And that was God's way of giving him a special sign, uh, basically saying, I'm very, very proud of you, my son. With you, I'm very pleased. And so God put his, his mark on him. And so when we're baptized, uh, the pastor will say, receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ. God puts his name on you. He owns you. And when a potter gets done with his pottery, you see something on the bottom here? What's on the bottom? Yeah, I've put my initials in here in the year that I made it. I even put a little Bible verse on here, Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, so that anyone who would ever own this pot in the future would always know the person who made it and a little Bible verse. Same is true with your baptism. Once you're baptized, God puts his name on you. He's so proud of you, claims you as his child, so that everyone knows as you grow up, as he continues to form in your life, you're a special child of his. How cool is that? I hope sometime you all get a chance to come out to my pottery shop and throw some pots. I promise your parents won't get upset if you get muddy, okay? Okay, let's thank God for this. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day, uh, for the opportunity to learn more about what baptism means to us, why Jesus did this for us. And so we give you thanks and ask that you be with every one of these children as they go about their day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, head on back. so we continue with the epistle from Romans chapter 6 verse 1 what shall we say then are we to continue in sin that grace may abound by no means how can we who died to sin still live in it do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin, Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand.
Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. As the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the weed into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. But Herod, the tetrarch, who had been removed by him, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things Herod had done, added this to them all, that he had John locked up in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And the voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. sermon hymn today is All Who Believe and Are Baptized on page 601 of the Lutheran Service Book. a shot. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace and mercy and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read uh, from Luke when Jesus comes to, to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. What you will want to have in front of you, however, is the first hymn that we just sang, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It. It is number 594. We're going to be using the verses of that hymn as our illustration for the message this morning. So please have that open in front of you. God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It. Number 594. 
One of the best things about this hymn is how well that it does to illustrate and to define for us exactly what our baptism into Jesus means. As a matter of fact, there are five verses that talk about it. And so we're going to go through each of those verses and sort of talk about each one. The first verse, God's own child. I glad, you know what? You guys can help me to say this. I shouldn't be the one doing all of the talking here, right? Uh, okay, so say the first verse with me. God's own child, I gladly say it. Your baptism into Christ can never, ever be taken away from you. In just a little bit, we're going to be talking about how and why we believe that you only need to be baptized one time. But before we get there, I remember very vividly, I was in high school, and we were, as our basketball team was in the weight room, and we were lifting weights and doing all of those things that the athletes do. And I remember that our coach had come in and he was sort of giving us one of those pep talks that coaches do. And I'll never forget what he said. He said that when you win a championship, that somebody could, conceivably, somebody could come along and they can take that championship trophy from you. Somebody can conceivably come along and they can take, if you have a a championship ring, they can take that ring from you. If you have had championship t-shirts made up, somebody can take those away from you. But the one thing that they can never take away from you is the fact that you won. Yes, they might be able to erase it from the record books, but they cannot go back and change that moment in time that you won that game and that you won that championship game. Very similarly, our baptism works the same way. No one, as Paul says in Romans, there is nothing that can separate us from a love of Christ, not persecution or hardship or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. Nothing in this entire world can remove the love of God that we have found in Christ Jesus. And we find that love when we became baptized children of the Heavenly Father. Nobody can take that from you. There is nothing that will change that. You could stray as far away from God's word as you wanted to, just sort of like the prodigal son did. You could stray as far away as you wanted to, but this remains, that you were a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. Now, does that mean that once saved, always saved? No, no, that's not what that means. But what that means is, is that God, no matter how far away that you stray, will never stop searching for you. And he will never stop looking for you. And just like the father did 
He will never stop looking down the road for you to come home. Many people struggle with identity. What defines me? What makes me who I am? What makes me, me? And for many of us, and I have this same problem, as a matter of fact, I was just mentioning it to somebody, I think, a week ago. So much of my identity, outside of being a husband and and a father, the rest of my identity comes from being a pastor. And if I wasn't a pastor, I don't know what else I would be. I don't know what else I would do. And so everything that I do really sort of filters through this identity that I am a pastor. So go ahead and pick whatever job that you have, whatever vocation that you have. And I could almost guarantee you that every single one of us sort of have the same problem. If you are a farmer, your identity comes from being a farmer. If you are a businessman, Your identity comes from being a businessman. If you are a mother, your identity comes from being a mother. No matter what the vocation is, they all have this thing in common, even my job. It can all be taken away from you. All of it can. And if that happens, what are you left with? Thanks be to God that we are left with the one thing that never changes. Because there will be some days where you will really stink at being a pastor. You won't, but I will. I've had those days. I've had lots of them. There will be some days where you really stink at being a mom. There will be some days where you really stink at being a dad or a grandpa or a husband or a wife. But God in his son Jesus has claimed you as his own and has put his mark on you just like the children's message said he has put his name on you, put his mark on you. Because no matter what happens, no matter what your failings are, that will never change. God's love for you will never, ever change. And your identity, which is found in him, is forever is for eternal life. It's the exact reason why whenever we have a funeral here, why I am insistent that we preach the resurrection. Because it is in the resurrection that we find that God has kept his promise to us. We were that that person who had died because they were in Christ had been living in a that had been living in everlasting life in eternity on this side of heaven and now lives in everlasting life in heaven. Everything else will one day fail, but your life bought and paid for by Christ will never fail and will never leave you. Please read the second verse for me and for us. Not just sins committed, 
but things that have happened in your life as the result of sin. Anything that steals your comfort that God is with you. That's what this verse of this hymn is referring to. Sin disturbed my soul no longer. Satan is one mean son of a gun, man. And he never stops. And he will take every single one of your sins and he will throw them back in your face. And a guilty conscience will seize you to the point where you may have not even felt like you were worthy to come into church this morning, that you were worthy to receive the forgiveness of sins, that you will be worthy in just a few moments to receive his very body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. He's a mean son of a gun, but that's what he does. I am here to tell you that no matter what your sins are, I don't care what they are, I don't care what you have done, they have all been paid for and forgiven in Christ. If you have a guilty conscience, remind yourself that you were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid to make the sign of the cross to remind you that water once combined with God's word and whoever it was that baptized you, whoever the pastor was that baptized me, Jacob, Eugene, Sletton, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that he has called you by name. As Romans 6 says, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So we're not talking about just the sins that you have committed. <clears throat> but anything in this life on this side of heaven that steals your joy and the comfort in knowing that God is with you. Whether you have a guilty conscience, whether your marriage is broken and fractured, you are united with Christ. Are you lonely? Are you grieving? Your loved one who was a baptized child is living with Christ. And you today are alive with Christ, united with him. And he is with you. Loved ones going through hell, going through some kind of a difficult season in your life. And I know that many of you here this morning are experiencing this very thing. Somebody that you love dearly is going through an incredibly difficult season, no matter what that season might be or what that season might entail. That it might seem like Satan is winning. When those times come, remember the flood of water that rushed over you. And consider this. That if God in his mercy and in his divine grace can take your sin and turn it into something good. If he can take your sin and turn it into everlasting life, he can do anything. But that doesn't mean that tomorrow, that whatever this difficult season is, that it's just going to immediately vanish. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is that remember that for all who love God, that he works all for good. 
and He works all for good for you. If He can bring His Son back to life from death, He will continue to work good in your life and in the lives of those that you love as well. The third verse, uh, read that for us, please. My favorite verse, my favorite verse of this entire hymn, Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized in, into Christ. Drop your ugly accusation now to the font I've traveled and all of your might has come unraveled. Misery loves company. And Satan is miserable. He is a miserable creature. Miserable because he once fell from grace and is now who he is today. And he would like nothing better than for every single one of you here this morning to join him in that misery. He would like nothing better. And that's what he works for and that's what he strives for every single day is so that you join him in his misery. But not for the baptized. Not for those who have been united with Christ. I mentioned this in the sermon on Friday uh, for the funeral that we had here. I do not have any specific biblical evidence to point to whether or not this is true. This is just what I think because of in nine years of ministry and seeing people and being by their bedsides with those who are very close to death. I believe that when a person is very close to death that Satan works his hardest and trying to confuse them and in their weakened state, and I told you, he's a mean son of a gun. In their weakened state, he attacks them with the full front of his armies and trying to confuse those people who believe in Christ and trying to make them and trying to conjure up all these past sins that they have committed and saying, see, see, this is what's going to happen to you. This is what is waiting for you. But not for the baptized. Not for those who are united with Christ. Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized into Christ. No longer does he have any reason to accuse you. No longer does he have anything for which to hold against you. And so those of you here may not, are not near your death, at least as far as we know. But there are times in which we are confronted with that. And as God's word says, as, as Paul says actually in the, um, in, the, in the two verses right before this chapter in chapter 5, he says that wherever sin is found, that grace 
abounds more and more. And so, yes, the full, the full front of Satan's armies will, all, will always be there to, uh, to attack us. But the grace of God abounds more. And the love of God abounds more. And the water that we were baptized into, claiming us as his own. Again, from Paul, there is nothing in this world that can separate us from God's love. Not a single thing. Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized into Christ. Sin may be present, but grace abounds more. Please read the fourth verse for us. Some of the things that I have heard with regards to this sacrament. There is no way that baptism can do such great things. It's not possible. There is no way that baptism can save. There is no way that it can possibly be this incredible and this amazing. And to those people... I say, have you never read Romans 6? Have you never read Jesus when he says in Mark chapter 16, to all, for all who believe and are baptized will be saved. Of the host of reasons for why we baptize babies, Romans 6 explains it perfectly. But here is reason 1.0 for why we baptize babies. Because babies have sin too. Now, does that mean that Emma, who is one and cannot talk, is going to start talking back to her father? Hopefully not, because that's a little bit too early. But my daughter is dying. So am I. So are my sons. So are all of you. You're dying because of sin, because sin has made you mortal. And according to Paul, according to God's word, it is this sacrament that saves us. And if babies are dying just like we are, they need what the sacrament provides too. And that's why we do it. We don't do it because it's cute to, to bring a baby up here and to splash the baby three times with water. We do it because babies need what the gospel offers, forgiveness of sins, rescuing from sin, death, and Satan, and giving eternal life. And then finally, please read the last verse of that hymn.
We confess in the Nicene Creed, which we will be doing in just a little bit. It doesn't say it there, but that's, what, that's the one that we're going to be doing. It says in the Nicene Creed, and I believe in one baptism for the remission of sins. One. And only one. Now, people might think that this is not a, a very big deal. People might think that, well, it's okay to get baptized a couple times or a couple, three times, or every time that you feel like you were coming back to God, go ahead and get baptized again. No. We believe in one baptism for the remission of sins. Because God only needs once to save you. We only need one baptism for the forgiveness of sins because baptism is not our work. Baptism is not something that we do. Baptism is something that God does. It is God's work. Not whenever we feel as though we have reached this this age of accountability. Or whenever we have strayed from God and then come back. No, the reason why you have come back to God is because this worked the first time. And it continues to work. And it continues to work in your life. And it continues to make you new, a new creation every single day. If my voice could go louder, I would make it go louder, but I can't. And I believe in one baptism for the remission of sins. Because you only need one. Because God in his mercy has promised to never leave you, has promised to never forsake you. Because God has made a promise to work in your life. Because God has made a promise to always look down the road for you. Because God has promised your entire life long to be with you and to be your Emmanuel. And so I'm going to, the last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to borrow Dad's water because mine's about out. People of God, be reminded. Be reminded and be comforted and be assured that you are baptized into Christ. Satan has nothing else to accuse you of. That Jesus has paid the price for you. And so you have been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty.
Please be seated. <clears throat> At this time, we collect our tithes and offerings. You'll notice in your pew is a red sign-in book. Uh, please fill that out, whether you are a member or a guest with us, uh, so we know that you are here to worship. Uh, we collect our tithes and offerings. Radio Ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church is made possible made possible by the donations to the Radio Ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each sun, each Wednesday morning at, in the Narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is Reason to Believe. Speaker, Reverend Dr. Michael Ziegler. Do you have a reason to believe that everyone should believe what you believe? John did. Come and see. John 1, verses 19 through 51. Uh, we, we now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. Please stand. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us so we may be a blessing to others. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and the opportunity to worship you in this house. We give thanks for the gift of Jesus, the sinless one, who does not separate himself from sinners, but becomes one with us in baptism. Use this day to remind us of our own baptism and what it means to be chosen by you, that you would claim us as your own, Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, we lift up, lift up today Melba, Landreth, Janice, Myron, Carol, Oren Fritz, who will have surgery today, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob, Mark, Warren, Gary, Emma, Brenda, Bob, Rosemarie, Arlene, Bob, 
Mary Ann, John, Debbie, Eldred, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Ramon, and Kim Conley. We lift all those up, as well as those we now name in our own hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all those who mourn the loss of a loved one. We lift up Clarence Nelson and his family as they mourn the loss of Teresa. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we need you to give them an extra measure of your grace and love. Comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and all the saints as we spend eternity in heaven where there is no more pain, loneliness, or despair. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon those who are celebrating their Christian union through their marriage. We lift up Brad and Marla Stewart celebrating 38 years, Tom and Deborah Porter celebrating 33 years. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their strength, their health, refuge, and life, as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servant, James Minning, especially for bestowing on him length of days in this present life. Grant that he may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. We lift up all those who are unemployed or unemployed. Be with meaningful employment. You have given us the responsibility of providing for our loved ones. It can be discouraging for those who cannot do so because of their current situation. Give them courage, determination, resilience as they seek a job position that will not only provide for their physical needs, but also the opportunity to be excited about their careers and vocations. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, God, Heavenly Father, you sent your Son Jesus to this sinful world to save us from our sinfulness. He lived a perfect life for us and gave us the perfect example of a master teacher. Thank you for the gift of faithful teachers who explain the word to the children entrusted to their care, leading them to knowledge of your truth. You have called them to serve you and your kingdom 
and you alone empower them with all the gifts they need in their blessed vocation. Continue to bless them mightily. Give them patience in dealing with the challenges each day brings. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us whom you sent, shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Hear us, Lord, as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. <clears throat> In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
few announcements before we close with our service today. First of all, uh, this coming Friday, January the 18th, is VIP Day at our school. Uh, VIP Day is a day for um, <clears throat> all of our students, loved ones, and family members to come uh, and to experience a day at our school. The talent show will be on that day uh, as well. Uh, lunch will be provided, I think, right, Mrs. Menning? Lunch? Okay, good. All right. Taco bar. Ooh, taco bar. Even better. Okay. Uh, so that is this coming Friday. Uh, everyone is, is welcome to uh, come to attend the classes and have lunch uh, with and enjoy the talent show. School on that day will dismiss at 1 o'clock. And our next voters meeting will be on December the 27th uh, after the debt reduction potluck uh, dinner. November the 27th is also New Members Sunday. Uh, we have several. Uh, we have um, uh, two that will be getting... Uh, confirmed, and also some who have transferred their membership in, and we are thankful for them, uh, and so we will be uh, welcoming them uh, on January the 27th. Uh, between now and then, <clears throat> I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistaffradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shane.